I'm VJ Hamilton and welcome to the Autoimmune Reset, the place for you to learn how to thrive with autoimmune disease and feel empowered to take steps to transform your health to feel better than ever. You can start making changes today to improve your health. So with every episode, my mission is to share with you simple ways to up-level your diet and lifestyle with key learnings from my own journey reversing autoimmune disease and inspirational stories from those who have reset their autoimmune symptoms and are now thriving in life. I suffered from autoimmune disease for over 25 years and now I live symptom-free and I wish the same for you as well. So thank you for being here and sharing this time with me. Now let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the Autoimmune Reset podcast. My name is Vijay Hamilton and I'm a nutritionist, scientist and autoimmune disease expert and I'm so happy to be back sharing information with you that I'm hoping is going to help you if you have any type of chronic illness or autoimmune disease because as well as working in this profession I also was diagnosed with three autoimmune diseases um, as well as having symptoms of various other autoimmune diseases and it was only when I started working on the root cause of my symptoms uh, using functional testing and using natural therapies was I able to become symptom free after having symptoms for 25 years and I've now been symptom free for eight years and you may already know this if you've been listening to the podcast before I have had a short break from the podcast I unfortunately lost my stepmom so it's been quite a difficult time and it does tie into everything that I discuss on this podcast when we are going through stress or grief or challenges in life you need to take a step backwards and think about what you need to prioritise at that moment. And for me, I obviously wanted to be there for my family. I wanted to make sure that I was there for my clients as well, but something's got to give. And unfortunately, in that instance, I just didn't have the energy almost for doing the podcast, even though I love doing it. And I just needed to work through my emotions and lighten my load a little bit so that I could go through that and it's not easy, it's not easy now but I am feeling stronger by the day. So I apologise if you were looking out for the podcast and you didn't see it popping up. I'm here and hopefully I am back for good. And it was quite hard to think about what subject matter to talk to you about today because we have talked about so many different areas, so many different autoimmune disease conditions but I thought As it's the first episode in a while, let's go back to basics and talk about inflammation. Because the more I work with my clients, and a lot of people come to me with diagnosed autoimmune diseases, but more and more I'm seeing clients who have niggling symptoms or they have some symptoms of inflammation, but they haven't been diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, which is good. They are being proactive, they're getting ahead of it. And that can be frustrating sometimes because it's almost comforting when you get that diagnosis and you realize that the way you were feeling was for a reason and I understand that but it's good for me when I'm working with people early on and we can be really proactive and make sure that we bring down the inflammation in their body and we know that chronic low-grade inflammation or any type of inflammation that is present in the body for a longer period of time 
can mean that somebody is more likely to develop a chronic illness or autoimmune disease. Let's talk about what inflammation is. And you may already know this, but inflammation is, for the most part, really good because when we get injured or when we get ill, we have our immune system to protect us and it creates an inflammatory response to kill off a bacteria or virus or to heal an injury. And inflammation is ordinarily, we see it with swelling, with redness, with pain. That's not great, to be honest, but we know it's there to do us good. But unfortunately, what happens with a chronic illness when we have this low-grade systemic inflammation is for whatever reason, the immune system keeps on firing up and that can cause those types of symptoms for a longer period of time. And especially when we're thinking about a symptom like pain, that can go on for a huge amount of time and there is a type of pain that is specifically linked to inflammation. When I was diagnosed with my first autoimmune disease when I was just seven years old, I didn't know specifically about the link with inflammation. I knew that having alopecia areata, which is what I was diagnosed with, was an autoimmune disease. But I didn't realise that inflammation could be a risk factor for that. And even when I developed psoriasis on my skin in as a teenager, which was very painful, and it did almost feel inflamed. I know we say that I feel inflamed, and normally that means we feel quite um, tight, um, our skin feels itchy and painful, or we might have some swelling. So I think there is that feeling of feeling inflamed. And I had more of that feeling with psoriasis, but I didn't realise that when I developed chronic fatigue syndrome, that that was linked to inflammation as well. I just put them all down as separate conditions when I was younger. And now I know that really at the heart of a lot of those conditions and a lot of the other symptoms that I had, such as having headaches, having joint pain, having random skin rashes that would just come up, are all linked to inflammation. And even when you look at cardiovascular disease and diabetes and some of these other conditions, inflammation is at the heart of it and there's more and more studies coming out to show that. So what we can do is to, at first, we want to be able to identify inflammation in our body. Yes, we can pick up on these signs and symptoms and that is one of my superpowers when it comes to making sure that I remain symptom-free from my autoimmune disease because I know now what the symptoms of inflammation are and I spoke on another podcast about the stages of autoimmune disease so feel free to go back and listen to that episode if you'd like to find out more about that but there is a certain stage of an autoimmune disease where you just have autoantibodies in your bloodstream for example an autoantibody to a hair follicle in your bloodstream but it is only fired up and takes effect when it is stimulated by something and that is ordinarily inflammation so now I can feel if I eat something and my joints don't feel as good as they did before or you know they might feel a, a little bit sore after doing some exercise or I might get a spot on my face or I might feel tired in the afternoon and just by having those little symptoms, those niggling symptoms, 
I know that something's out of balance and that's when I can go and take a step back, do some journaling, think about my lifestyle, uh, look into my sleep and decide what's going on here, what could be causing the inflammation and that's what I would encourage you to do as well. If you do have any signs of inflammation then think about what might be triggering it in the first instance but just the fact that you're identifying that you might be inflamed that's a huge step forward and as I said I use that now as almost I like to call it a superpower uh, because I know now if something's going to affect me and even when I eat something or I use a different perfume or I use a skincare product I can detect straight away if it's going to affect me. And I think that's the great thing. It's um, often referred to as the canary in the coal mine. So you're more sensitive to certain chemicals or certain foods or certain environments. But in some ways, that's a good thing because it just means that I, I find it easy to stay on track because if I start feeling symptoms of inflammation or if I start reacting to something, then I just know it's not good for me. And I find that very helpful and you may be the same as well. But there is testing that you can do for inflammation. You can do testing with your doctors or you can do testing with a nutritionist like myself. Um, And I want you to know about this testing because it gives you that data point. You might be feeling inflamed. That's your first indication that something is out of sync. But you can also do testing to confirm that. And some of the popular testing that you can do for inflammation, one of them is called C-reactive protein. So you are taking a measure of C-reactive protein in your blood. And it's a protein which is produced by the liver in response to inflammation. So often if that is high, it means that your body is in an inflamed state. Another very simple way of checking whether you have inflammation is to check your white blood cell count. And often there are other reasons that that might be raised, but often when you are inflamed or there is an inflammatory response happening in the body, your white blood cell count is likely to be increased. But it's just to know that sometimes with autoimmune disease, the white blood cell count can be very low because there has been a long period of time that that has been raised and it's almost that the immune system is now suppressed. So just be aware of that. Another really great marker for inflammation is ferritin. Um, And ferritin is the way that we store iron in the body. But actually, when you have elevated ferritin levels, which again, you can find out on a full blood count. If you do have elevated ferritin levels, but low iron levels, and you're feeling inflamed, then it may indicate chronic inflammation, which could be linked to certain conditions, especially iron overload, because iron can be quite corrosive in the body. Um, But it's another good marker to investigate if you are feeling inflamed. Another test that I will often run with my clients, especially if they have certain symptoms that relate to, say, hyper or hypothyroidism, I do a thyroid function test. And that can be very helpful because it can give you a sign of whether there are any autoantibodies against the thyroid, and that can be linked to inflammation. It can also show you the level of thyroid hormones that you have in the body, as well as something called TSH, which is thyroid stimulating hormone, which is produced by the pituitary. And even when they are out of balance, it can give you a sign of stress and inflammation in the body. 
The other test that I really like to use is a comprehensive stool analysis, and that will show whether there is any gut inflammation. And you may think, well, that's only showing inflammation in the digestive system. But the truth is, the digestive system is at the heart of our body, and 70% of immune cells are in the gut as well. And often when our gut is inflamed, there is chronic inflammation throughout the body. So that's another really great test that you can do. I'll just name one of those. There are some other testing that you can do and feel free to reach out to me if you want to know more about the testing you can do for inflammation. But another one that I've been using quite frequently at the moment is the omega-3 fatty acid profile because omega-3s are extremely anti-inflammatory but it's to do with the balance in the body there is various pathways that these uh, fatty acids can convert to and they produce certain molecules which help keep the immune system in check and when they are out of balance with say omega-6 fatty acids it can mean that you're in a more pro-inflammatory state because omega-6 fatty acids are more pro-inflammatory. So by understanding what your ratio of omega-3 to omega-6 is gives you a really good understanding of whether you might be more prone to inflammation. And what I'm seeing a lot in my clients, because I, I would say a lot of my clients are quite conscientious about what they are eating already. Um, so they do have sufficient amounts of omega-3s, but they're still getting far more omega-6s, probably through processed foods in the diet, even eating out, and when a lot of restaurants are using cedar oil. But so it's just having a bit more mindfulness about what you're eating and whether there are any omega-6s in those foods. And you just want everything to be in balance. And I, I don't think you really need to think too much about omega-6 fatty acids because they're in so many foods, whereas you really need to be conscientious when it comes to your omega-3s and making sure that you are eating a lot of oily fish, you're eating flax seeds, chia seeds, walnuts and foods that contain omega-3s to ensure that that balance is kept in check. So if we can find a way to get our inflammation in balance, it can really help with our autoimmune symptoms and any chronic symptoms that we've got. When we look at autoimmune flares, we're really thinking about our body going into an inflamed state when we trigger an autoimmune flare. I mean, there's other reasons as well. So by managing inflammation, you can almost manage your autoimmune flares. And as we know, autoimmune disease are not curable, but you can have very long periods without an autoimmune flare. And you can even have periods for the rest of your life without an autoimmune flare if you manage it. So now we know what the symptoms of inflammation are and we also know how to test it and get that data source to confirm that we have inflammation in our body. But what's causing it in the first place? And there are many things that can cause inflammation in the body. One being, as you would expect, eating a more ultra-processed food diet because High sugar can lead to inflammation. High refined carbohydrates in the diet can lead to inflammation. And these processed fats and oxidized fats can also be inflammatory in the body. So by cutting out those processed foods, it's really gonna help to bring inflammation down in the body. But not only that, when we're eating foods that don't have the right nutrients in them, then that can lead to inflammation as well. Because as I said, the digestive system is at the heart of 
our immune system and our bodies and when our digestive system is out of sync that can have an effect on lots of different systems in the body. Fiber is absolutely vital to feed those beneficial gut bacteria. And when we talk about fiber, it's about the variety of fibers. You can't just eat one type of fiber every day and hope to have a diverse and vibrant gut microbiome. You really need to be eating different foods all the time. And I know I am guilty of wanting to eat the same breakfast every day. It's just easy when you know what you're going to make. I find mixing up my dinners a lot easier, but when it comes to breakfast and lunch, I definitely have some go-to meals that I like to make. But what I make sure that I do is that when I have, say, three to four different breakfasts that I'll make every week or three to four different lunches, that each of those meals contains completely different ingredients um, with lots of variety in every meal. And by doing that, you can make sure that you're bringing in a variety of fibers which are going to feed the different gut microbiome. And honestly, this is an evolving area of research and more and more of it is proving how important our gut microbiome is for the rest of our body. The gut microbiome will communicate with immune cells and it really does keep everything in check when we have a very diverse um, but very balanced gut microbiome. And that's what the stool test will indicate as well. It gives you that insight of actually what's going on in my gut. Have I got a good commensal abundance of bacteria? Are there, you know, is everything balanced or do I have more of a dysbiotic pattern which can lead to inflammation? Uh, Have I got any additional bacteria that really shouldn't be in the gut and are probably causing a bit of havoc whilst it's there? That's why I love doing those stool tests because I have clients come to me, they may have been to the doctors and done some testing for specific markers, uh, but the doctor doesn't find anything. They get diagnosed with, for example, IBS, but they haven't got a resolution to their symptoms at all. And by doing a stool test, we can then see, oh, well, this is why, you know, you're feeling bloated after eating, or this is why you've got pain, or this is why you've had constipation for, you know, several days at a time. It gives you the insight of what's going on and it can be really helpful. So just going back to diet, just making sure variety is absolutely key. And I've been on restricted diets in the past uh, because I had a lot of food sensitivities at one point because my gut was so out of balance. But making sure that you reintroduce those foods is absolutely key. When we leave foods out of the diet for a long period of time, it's much harder to bring them back in. And obviously that means that we're not getting that variety, which is so vital for our gut health. So it almost has a knock-on effect. I mentioned about eating omega-3s, which is absolutely vital to um, keep our fats in balance. I think it's the one that we really need to think about. I think when it comes to saturated fats, omega-9 fats, omega-7 fats, and omega-6s, which are in lots of different foods, we don't need to be conscious about those. But I think when it comes to omega-3s, especially if you're not a fan of fish, then uh, you need to be aware of getting omega-3s in your diet Um, whether it's through supplementation, obviously take advice from a health practitioner if that is the route you take, or making sure that you're getting omega-3s from other sources. But I would say when it comes to omega-3s, if you 
are getting them from plant sources alone, it takes a bit more for your body to convert that into the various, you know, anti-inflammatory forms of those omega-3s. So just be aware of that. And you might want to, as I said, look at different supplements. And there are quite a few vegetarian and vegan supplements now available on the market. So that's when it comes to diet and um, having not just a variety of plant foods and high fiber foods, but just generally having a really good variety of nutrient dense foods in the diet is going to be extremely helpful. Other things that can cause inflammation in the body, uh, and you're not going to be surprised at this, I did mention it at the beginning of the episode, but stress, uh, life challenges, life changes, those types of things can cause our nervous system to be hypersensitive. We can end up being in a very chronically stressed state and as a result of that our immune system can become suppressed and it can also become imbalanced and become less tolerant to self-tissue and that can lead to autoimmune disease. Uh, So stress is obviously quite you know can be a big trigger for inflammation and that's why you should always focus on having stress management practices throughout your day so having some go-to resources or things that you you can do throughout the day um, like tapping deep breathing meditations walks in nature whatever it is for you that helps bring your stress levels down but also just thinking about your life generally um where are the main stresses in your life um obviously we can't remove some stresses and it's about the way that we react to those stresses so if we are reacting quite badly to something at the moment then doing a bit of exploration around why that might be the case and I always encourage clients who have quite a heightened stress response potentially from trauma in the past or other reasons that seeing a therapist or a counsellor can be extremely helpful because there is a lot that you can do with nutrition and stress management practices to help, you know, nourish your adrenal glands and help keep your stress response at a balanced level. But if there are things that you are still dealing with from the past, then actually doing some talking therapy or working with people can be extremely helpful. And then when you are doing all the other things from a nutrition and lifestyle perspective, they're going to have a much bigger effect on your health. And then I'm just going to touch on toxins because toxins in our environment, in our food, um, in the products that we use in our skin can cause inflammation as well. And you can go to the Environmental Working Group site, which is ewg.org. If you go there, you can check some of your self-care products. You can learn more about toxicities that you are more likely to be exposed to and just almost do an audit of potential exposures in your life and that's why when I work with clients one of the key areas I focus on is around detox um, making sure that they are bringing down toxins in their environment and in their food and they're having good practices around that but on top of that really making sure that we support their detoxification pathways in their body and even some clients will go on to do genetic testing so genetic variation testing which is single nucleotide polymorphisms which is genetic variations and that just gives you that insight whether just genetically you need a bit more support in that area because it is absolutely key for keeping inflammation in check 
I have developed a program which you can join for free called the Inflammation Reset Challenge. It's a five-day challenge and it goes through five key areas when it comes to inflammation to help keep your inflammation in check. Share a meal plan which you can follow over the five days of the challenge which includes those nutrient-dense foods but also those anti-inflammatory foods to help bring inflammation down. And I developed the challenge because I think a lot of the things that cause inflammation in our life, there are certain ways that we can manage that just by lifestyle practices and the foods that we eat. And during that five-day challenge, I not only share with you some delicious anti-inflammatory meals, but I'm going to also be sharing with you some ways that you can live your life so that you become more stress resilient and also ways that you can optimize your sleep because sleep is a huge part of this as well, which I didn't really mention, but when we are not getting enough sleep, then that can also lead to inflammation because it is when we are sleeping and especially when we're getting that deep sleep that we're regenerating those immune cells and we're also killing off those autoantibodies. So it's a really important aspect of living an anti-inflammatory lifestyle and it's something that I didn't focus on for a long time. It was only when I got my aura ring, really, that I started focusing on sleep more. I thought I slept pretty well. I was able to fall asleep quite quickly. But when I got the data from Aura, I realized that that was not the case. I was not getting that restorative sleep. And through the data from Aura, I have been able to now adapt the way that I spend my evenings, adapt the food that I might eat on the night, adapt my bedtime ritual, which is what I call it. And from doing that, I have now optimized my sleep and I feel like I'm getting very good quality sleep that has a knock-on effect to every area of your health, including inflammation. So just by getting your sleep right, it can help with all these other aspects. And I'll be sharing all of that with you in the challenge. So if you'd like to sign up for that challenge, the Inflammation Reset, it's completely free. I will put the link in the show notes. So today we have gone back to basics, like talking about inflammation, but it is at the heart of many of the symptoms that are linked to autoimmune disease. And I feel by understanding what is causing inflammation in the first place, knowing what the symptoms and signs are of inflammation and having the data points to confirm that is absolutely key and it's such a powerful step in moving forward with your autoimmune disease and hopefully getting to a point that you can live symptom free. It's been lovely to be back speaking to you. Let me know if you've got any questions about today's episode, if you'd like to know more about inflammation and I really appreciate your recommendations around uh, themes and topics that you'd like to talk about because you know I'm sharing this information so it's helpful for you and I always love to hear from you. So feel free to pop over to my Instagram account which is at the autoimmunity nutritionist if you would like to send me a message or hear more from me and I also have my free community the autoimmunity community so if you'd like to be part of that then feel free to pop over to Facebook and I will hopefully see you over there and I'll also add the link to the autoimmunity community in the show notes so I hope to see you over on the inflammation reset challenge If not, have a fantastic week and I'll be in touch soon. Take care. 
Thank you very much for joining me today on the Autoimmune Reset. I really hope you enjoyed the discussion and be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And if you liked it, I would hugely appreciate a review on iTunes as it helps me understand what you like about the podcast and to help share the information with more people. I'm excited to speak to you next time. And remember, you have the power to take the reins on your health. So keep the faith and celebrate the small wins. Until next time.